Hey, Barstool listeners, you can find every episode of this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. All right, Bay welcome to the Deport our show with Eddie and Carl. Shall I take your order or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah, now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Um, all right, so a lot going on today. Big Cat's coming on in a little bit. We're going to talk about him moving to Chicago. He made that announcement last week. Uh, we also might be joined by a hater, I believe, Dave, possibly. So I, I, I'm in Toronto. I'm here for the week uh, promoting the score. And it coincided like with the Red Sox being here. So this is the first time I've ever been to Toronto to promote uh, I arrived, I said I was going to eat a lot of pizza, and this blog, blog TO, which I'd never heard of, it's like a local Toronto blog, I don't know how big it is, I don't think it's that big, although a lot of Torontonians um, seem to be aware of it, but they, out of the blue, like, started contacting pizza places, and were like, I guess pizza places were like, hey, come here, come here, we had a lot of recommendations, and out of the blue, they started proactively reaching out to these places being like are you aware of the allegations all the controversies surrounding and then some of the pizza places on the record like oh well we didn't know that now we don't want them they put the pizza places in super awkward position like what are you going to say when you get a cold call from fucking somebody like you really supporting this guy and you don't know anything about me whatever so i went to war with them just scumbag move uh and one of the women who i guess is the editor and assigned the article has been DMing with me on Twitter as we speak, and sounds like she may come on. She's definitely doing this, like backstroke, as good as I can do with my shoulder, being like, it wasn't meant to be a hit piece, blah, blah, blah. It's like, what are you talking about? It's like you calling local pizza places, warning them about me. How's that not a, how's that not a hit piece? And I also was like, you put those places in a super awkward position. Like, you're hurting local small businesses who just want publicity to get more people into their spot. She's like, well, that wasn't our intent. Well, what was your intent? So she seems to be dancing around whether she'll come on. I liked, uh, they tweeted off their account. They, they, they had like 700,000 followers or something like that. Yeah. And they tweeted like, Oh, I heard a pizza man's tweeting about us or talking about us. And it's like, well, I wonder why. Yeah, and I think at that point they thought it was fun and games, and then as the day progressed, I don't think that they think it's fun and games anymore. They changed – well, one of the pizza places that they quoted as saying they didn't want me, like did their own Instagram post being like, that's 100% not true. We we never said that. They're lying. We want Dave to be here. They DM me like, we love you. I don't know why they said that. So one of their two pizza places that they quoted has come out and be like, they're lying. Not a good look. Um, they took the author's name off the article 
because I'm sure she's getting some hate. And in this, hey, in this new world on Twitter, and it, you can just hammer somebody. So this new Elon Musk world, like a lot of these blue check marks who have lived um, under a bubble where they can throw punches. And when the big man and the hammer and the, and you know, you turn the torpedoes slowly, like, and zero in on somebody and Twitter before you can press um, the fire button, the Twitter shield comes down. That shield ain't coming anymore. So we've just been unloaded. So a uh, little different world right now to, for people to live in, I think. How excited are you for that? I like that. Listen, I, as I said, I went on Tucker Carlson. As I said, but multitask, just a multitask genius over here. I'm at the game. They had a studio at the Rogers Center. So I'm in the, during the game, I'm doing that interview. Um, but that's all I want. If you throw a shot at me, I should be able to throw 3,000 at you. I'm the, you hit me with the feather, I want to hit you with the sledgehammer. And uh, I think in this new Elon world, that's how it'll work. I'm not saying threaten somebody. I never condone that. Never say, like, I want to kill you, murder you, uh, metaphorically maybe. But, like, if you come at me, you can't duck and cry, cry foul now. And that, I think, is what Elon's saying or will be able to happen, hopefully. What do you think about the um, the, the people? They said they're leaving Twitter and everything. So you're happy, I assume, that Elon's they, They're not there. leaving. That's uh, somebody else. I didn't say this, but if Elon buy, Musk buys Twitter, I'm, it, it, I'm leaving Twitter. is like the new, if Trump wins, I'm moving to Canada. Nobody fucking moved to Canada. A lot of people said that. People stay on Twitter. I don't understand what they're so mad about, to be honest. And, and honestly, the biggest thing I think what the algorithm, in my opinion, how it works, it's not like I hear a lot of people being like, if you say this, somebody presses a button and wipes you out. I don't think that's it at all. I think how it works is if you amass enough negative check marks and a negative check mark is like Julia Black, Henry Blodgett and their army of fucking sycophants who, who really have no lives who have nothing to do, who aren't busy. Julia Black, by the way, I think has written like two articles in two years at Business Insider, literally, both on me. She never, two, imagine that's your job. You've written two articles in two years. But um, how the algorithm, I, I think, works, the same with Instagram, if you, if you complain and press the like threat button or whatever it is or flag it, or if there's negative articles in the press, which come from these people, it just suppresses you. You know, and that's the algorithm that I think Elon hopefully will shed light on. So if your enemies are all in, and I think you'll find like in the history of my life, and I've had a million people say awful things about me, I've never reported or flagged anybody. I just don't do that. If you want to say something, say it. I can say something back. The Julia Blacks of the world in, in her ilk, they report and flag to death. And that's what causes you to get blacklisted or put into the shadow realm mm -hmm. why'd paul just show up i was going to speak to like the bullying harassment you're right that's exactly that's pretty much what happens and especially if you because gilly got harassment and got taken off of instagram two weeks ago for at, like basically commenting on wiz khalifa and what how he looked and it got tagged by wiz khalifa fans and basically gets suppressed and got kicked off of there. What I think it's funny with you is I was talking to you about that. And the next day you put out a hit list about how you hate all these people. And it's like the same exact thing. You're targeting people and they don't like that. 
Right. Well, no, the, the, the extreme left is pussies. Like, right? They're just pussies. So they're, they, they're the people who got thrown in lockers as kids, bullied at recess, and, you know, they go sit in the corner and cry to the principal. That's who they are. In, in the online crying to the principal is doing the flag harassment button. And if you have enough of these pussies doing that, then you, you end up down. The extreme right, I believe, sucks as well, but I, they don't do that. They're not as quick to be like, flag, complain. They just throw shit back, but it ends up the left takes advantage of that algorithm. I, that's my hypotheses on how this works. It's not like somebody is sitting at Twitter or Instagram, I don't think. It's like, we don't like Dave, Ooh, shadow realm. But when a new article comes out that's full of shit, against me and people are pressing it and flagging it i just get by the algorithm i get pushed down and again the extreme left the julia blacks the henry blodgett look at them they're fucking pussies who got picked on their whole life that's really who they are they're ugly pussies did you have you been kind of shadow banned in uh twitter though i feel like that's not the case it's only instagram right no i i think i have because paul said i was losing like followers on twitter which is like impossible yeah, oh, it really? was like a cause and effect about like the whole hippies things that came out on Dave and then people run with it and they start unfollowing and then it's hard to make up followers at the rate that we're losing it. So that because he's not people aren't seeing his content as much. So you're not gaining. There's not a net positive like there always is. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I, I, I think it's far worse and the Instagram till there. Yeah, that's probably why Instagram always like, oh, we don't know what's happening. The numbers speak for themselves. I, I forget what I did. I, I posted something. It was the hit list. After I published the hit list, I had like a hundred views on my videos. One hundred, like one zero zero. That's impossible. It's a mathematical, but it's all those pussies. Everybody on that list is a pussy. Facts. They're all pussies. I don't. You have to be a pussy to be on that list. All right. I want to get into that. I want to go one by one because a lot of people, if you're new here or if you haven't been following as long, like we should go through it and we should give we should give reasons why. That's going to be the whole show. You know, I had uh, the people (laughs) in Toronto have been very loving. And and I had a guy come up to me yesterday and it made me feel good. He goes, I need to know because I'm dropping everything. When is Dave Portnoy in the evening of hate happening? And it's going to happen. And that'll be the list. I'm going to I'll expound a wax poetic on all of these fools. Pussies. but it's not the full list yet. Like, I feel like there's more to come that you can't well, talk yeah, about. Well, blog, yeah, blog TO just got added. Yeah. And, and there's more probably, right? That, like, until you're completely out of the pen in the Barstool game that you can't say? No, I think every, I put everyone on there, I think. Okay. Unless well, how about just, this? I mean, occasionally I forget stuff, but I didn't intentionally leave anybody off. Well, let, let's do this. Let's talk about the hard dick business, and then we'll get into the hate list. That, that, that'll be great. Okay. Hard dick business. Roman, uh, you know when you're wearing a great outfit, everyone looks just right, and your confidence is soaring. You can walk in knowing your A game. Roman gave you the same feeling in the bedroom. Folks at Roman Online Men's Health Company are changing the game with Roman Swipes. Secret to long and lasting sex. Clinically proven way to long laster. That would be great to know you just like you're in the bullpen warming up. It's like, oh, I got to zip on that fastball today. That's uh, what Roman does. Super easy to use. Just the swipes out of the packet. Swipe it on, let dry. You're good to go. 
Go to GetRoman.com slash Dave to get $10 off when you choose a monthly plan. GetRoman.com slash Dave to get 10% off when you choose a monthly plan. Hard dick business. Go get it. Go get it. All right. Here we go. The people. Well, I mean, how long is this the whole show? Well, it, it could be, and I think people would love it, and it would be perfectly happy. I know I would. But Dan's coming at some point, too, so it won't be the whole show. Um, all right. Do you, wanna, do you want me to just read them? Sure. We pull I mean, them up. I feel all like right. most people know. But we, we, is... we, should just, we should just go over to go over. This will be a nice clip. People I don't, can, I mean, know. Is this going to hurt ticket sales to a Dave Portnoy an evening of hate, though? Just you don't you don't even have to expand a lot. You, if okay. you want, you could go as much or as little as you want. Okay. All right. All right. Fine. People I currently hate. Julia. I have Black. a green pen. Self-explanatory. Okay. Henry Blodgett. Self-explanatory. Nicholas Carlson, editor of Business Self, Insider. He, he 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 was in there. He's the one who I believe hid the police report. He also um, responded like nobody at Business Insider will address any of the uh, article and bullshit that they wrote about me total and he's also been in the news like 10 times been caught being a hypocrite he i think he was the ceo he's like we're trying to figure out all ceo salaries and then somebody asked him hey nicholas what's your salary he's like i'd prefer not to say something should remain remain private piece of shit uh, um all right so that's only the three people from bi yeah um goodell self-explanatory uh john skipper so he was at he was the head of ESPN um, when we launched uh, Van Talk Radio with Big Cat and PFT. Then he famously canceled it. Did not tell us he canceled it. By the way, we read it in a press release, and his exact quote was, um, "We failed to realize how that people would associate Barstool Van Talk with Barstool Sports." He said that. Uh, he also then, like two weeks later, in one of the clearest signs of all time that God is on my side, got busted and had to, for, he said he was being, uh, what it was, extorted by his Coke dealer. And that's why he had to step down for ESPN. That was a lie. He's a liar. He went to DAZN, who we work with now. I think he got canned from there. His big thing was he got Canelo. Yeah, he paid double to get Canelo. I had a good laugh about that, speaking with some people. Um, yeah, he's a piece of shit. Right. Like, he may come on this show. I think he thinks he's smarter than me. We should ask him to come on this show. I think he works for um, Metal Lark, I believe now. it is, yeah. Yeah, he just bounces around. He's one of those guys, he probably lucked his way into ESPN, then got out. He lasted three seconds at the zone. He's over at the other place, probably does nothing. I think he thinks he's smarter than me. His son was a big PMT Barstool guy. He's a piece of shit. All right, we'll ask him to come on. Uh, cheese boy. <laughs> so cheese boy, I, I don't think they're still in business. This is an early one. This is, I was with Renee still, and there was like a local, like one of those food places that you see in like malls or rest stops. And when they, I like it grilled cheese as much as the next guy. And when they launched Renee and I each got a cheese boy, we both ate it. We're like, it's good. We both tweeted at Cheese Boy, hey, great sandwich, or something to that effect. He retweeted her, did not retweet me. I'm like, that's weird. Whatever. I'm like, he must have missed mine. So I, re I retweeted again, hey, Cheese Boy, really good sandwich. Again, no retweet. 
So I started studying Cheese Boy's Twitter. This dude was retweeting everybody. If you even made eye contact with him, he retweeted. He was intentionally not retweeting mine. So you hate me, I'll hate you back double. And I went on a, a vengeance against Cheese Boy. I think Muskie, that idiot intern we had one time, like brought Cheese Boy to the office. I made him cry. He Literally, did do that. He was crying. He, he did was crying. And then he was like somehow staying in Gaz's basement crying. Why does Dave hate me? Because you ate Cheese Boy, you idiot. So for those taking notes at home, we're at um, the head of ESPN to a grilled cheese company. Can have, hey, listen, hate can strike anytime, anywhere. If you wrong me, you wrong me. I don't care who you are or how little you are. Okay. How significant, how insignificant. Hate, has, hate is colorblind, genderblind, you name it. It can come for you in any angle. You don't even have to be alive. All right, the next one. Uh, the green monster, not the wall, but the woman. Yeah, that's Megan Greenwall. Green. Um, so it's just a nickname. It has nothing to do with the fact, her physical appearance, because I don't view people that way. Uh, but she was the editor of Deadspin. Total piece of shit. I remember she started going after Erica. I think maybe that's when I like sort of became aware of her. I remember, I think it was her. Erica was wearing like a, uh, a sweater that said feminist, I believe. And Megan said something like, of course she'd wear a sweatshirt. She's at a bar stool that says feminist. I remember Erica, this is when I really was like, Erica's the best. She wrote back, it's cashmere, bitch. I remember that. I'm pretty sure that's Greenwell. She also is racist. She um, reversed racism. She wanted a Congressional Medal of Honor for living in the Puerto Rican part of Brooklyn and like Williamsburg. Like I remember that. And then I went and did a big expose on how the people felt that she was parading around, basically screaming from the mountaintops. Look at me. Look at this white girl. I'm so hip and so progressive. I live with Puerto Ricans. It's like, come on. Disgusting. Okay. Kyrie Irving. Well, he's one of the great prima donnas. So <clears throat> I was actually pro Kyrie when he left Cleveland and came to the Celtics and he hated LeBron, but he's just the worst athlete of I I I Hated him when he was on the Celtics. Like, I started hating him. Just he wouldn't shut up talking about how he's going to go other places. And then the media would be like, are you leaving? He'd be like, how dare you ask me that? He stomped on the logo. It's just, it's it's a Boston versus Kyrie thing. So I just fucking hate him. And it was great to sweep him out. Dale Arnold. Called me a pedophile. Uh, he's a local Boston guy, midget. Um, no offense to midget. He's like two foot tall. Uh, he has to stand on like a desk so you can even see his head he's retired but during um the brady dildo gate thing howitzer gate he he basically called me a pedophile okay uh lebron same same exact with like Kyrie. just the celtics that celtics team when they were, he was coming up with cleveland with like kg and pierce perk rondo my favorite one of my favorite teams to ever root for they hated lebron as much as i did and then everything so i just studied his every move and the hatred has just continued have you made your uh coach k big cash sheet yet because you should do no that. i haven't that was, yeah yeah that'll be no good. i haven't 
Um, moving along, Michael Rappaport. Self-evident, I think, obviously, used to work for us. I never personally had a problem, but he went off the deep end. He's a legit Looney Tune suing us still, I think. I don't know if it's thrown out or what. I actually okay. offered to fight. I can't, I literally, my shoulder right now, it hurts putting on a jacket. Like, I actually have to go get it checked out. He, he, I sent him a $250,000 f- contract to fight him. I literally did. And I, he's 100 times bigger than me, fatter than me. And I can't even lift my arms. That's, but I'm done with that. So would you still do that? Or no, 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 no. I can't. Literally, I can't even lift my arm anymore. You're done. You're toast. Um, Sarah Spain. You know, she's one. She's just in the inner circle. I think she pulls a lot of levers at ESPN, um, and had a lot to do. I think with uh, the, uh, Van Talk getting canceled. She is a hypocrite. Uh, and I, honestly, above all, I just hate yeah. her for her lack of talent. She's so bad. And it just hurts me to see she somebody is. that bad at their job get promoted just by being like her fake feminism routine that she does. Let's not forget, she came to prominence by like posting a, a ridiculously over the top sexual picture, trying to like whore herself out to go to a Bears Super Bowl. That's how people found out. And she'll be the first to criticize another woman who did something like that. Mina Kimes. Never had a problem with her till the Business Insider stuff came out. And she was always first in line to retweet the article and be like, look at this. Look at this. I didn't even jump on her until after I presented all the facts that proved everything incorrect. And I don't need her to agree with me, but she never even like showed both sides of the story. She has a huge platform. She's negligent. What she did, she should be in jail. And she's another one who just, I'm not saying she's not talented. I don't pay enough attention, but there's certain people in media who just get elevated on these platforms for nothing to do with talent. She's one of them. Jack's Pizza. Yeah, so I was doing the frozen pizza reviews during COVID. <clears throat> trying to entertain the millions of people stuck at home and bring a ray of light, a hope to people's, you know, miserable days during those times. Every pizza company in the world sent me a frozen pizza. Most of them unasked. But if enough people got recommended and I didn't have it and couldn't get access to it, I would ask for the pizza. So we reached out to Jax, as we did probably 20 places. All of them sent it. Jax actually wrote back, sorry, we're too busy. We don't have the time to send you one frozen pizza. They could have sent the frozen pizza in the time it took to respond that they were too busy to do it. So fuck them. Laura Wagner. Wags. One of the great rivals. I She was so over the top with the way she talked about me that I thought she was in the arena with me. I thought, Oh, it's like, she could work for us. She's a snivelly Adderall riddled raisin. Like she'd say stuff about me and I'd laugh. I'd be like, Oh, she's pretty good. Wags. Turns out she wasn't joking. And, um, accused me, I think of sexual harassment when I wrote a blog that said that I, this is the, she wrote about me maybe 30 times without me ever responding. And finally, I'm like, okay, okay, I'll respond. And I did a blog 
That was the Costanza. Any woman who hates me this much comes around like once in a lifetime. Like, and I actually put the clip from Seinfeld in it, uh, and they accused me of sexual harassment. Fuck her. Mike Kensel. Uh, part of the Goodell. I chase Ken. I, I do hate Kensel, but he could drop off that list at some time because I, I think – I think he hasn't been heard from since I ran him out of media day. I ran him out of media day. He was, he was the one on the sidelines with the flight gate when the balls are taken. Uh, who's the guy from Boston who I like? The reporter, Redhead. Redhead from Boston. Yeah. He's a football guy. Current, Tom Current. Tom Curran came up to me at media days like, Mike Kensel's over there. I'm like, where? Went, chased him out. He went behind the curtain, directly from the curtain, got on a boat to China. The man, I don't think the man's been heard from since. He literally got reassigned. After I talked to him, he got reassigned to China. I don't know if he's ever made it back to the States. You're laughing, but he did. Like, Goodell saw that he, I had him. He's like, he's, Dave's ready to get to this guy. He's going to crack and sent him to fucking China. For real. So, okay, mark that on your list, everybody listening. Uh, he's the first person that could be removed possibly because possibly. he went to China. And came back. If I find out he's still in the States, he's on the list. But if he's never been allowed back in, we may be, we may be even. Okay. All right. It's a good separator. Uh, Mooj. So Mooj came in with caller daddy. Uh, I never liked him. I called him a douchebag to his face, like, the first meeting we had, it's like, you're a douchebag. I never would have hired you. But Alex Cooper says she wants you. Alex Cooper's making seven figures for this company. She gets you. Um, whatever. He saw, I don't want to say grew on me. Big Cat had his back hard and, like, was, like, taking him under his wing. And he wanted to get into, you know, game time and all this shit. And we were talking, and he was seemingly, like, wanting to really work for us. And then Black Lives Matter and all that shit happened. Uh, and he, he quit without telling anybody, saying I was a racist. He was here for what? Like a cup of coffee? Um, just a total piece of shit. Not to mention the fact his background was littered with N-words and shit like that. So just a total, total piece of shit. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. While we're doing Dan, can we make sure we have the article? Can so can we print that article out, the Toronto one? By by the way, I caught the very end of that. Um, I caught the very end of that, Dave. Mike Kensel is in America because remember we ran into him at an Islanders game at the urinal. Hank like he he like patted Hank on the back. Remember that? Why? How would I remember that? We we told the story. I he he was like. We, we went to the Islanders game. It was the day we went to Stu Finer's house. It was, I think it was last summer. And we went to take a piss. And then uh, I think Hank, like, saw someone and he recognized them. And then afterwards, some kid was like, that was Mike Kensel. 
And Hank was like, are you fucking serious? So, and he patted Hank on the back. I don't know if he patted him on the back or like his son came up to Hank or something. Yeah, Mike Kensel just came up to me in the bathroom and introduced himself. So, yeah, I think he did. I think he like said something to Hank. I, yeah, because that was... Uh, I never knew that. All yeah. Right, so he's still on the hate list. Then yeah. He's back he, in the States. And Hank was like, I, I, I couldn't recognize who it was. And I didn't realize it until like five minutes later. I was like, oh, yeah, that was Mike Kensel. I'm not sure I'd recognize him like instantly. Yeah. Yeah. But he knows you guys because he went up to Hank. Of course he knows. He literally, that's, I'm not exaggerating. He got shipped off to China right after that happened. Yes. Yes. All right, Dan, welcome on. Um, obviously, you, you mentioned on radio uh, last week that you're moving back to Chicago. A lot of people were uh, were kind of talking about it, so I want to bring you on. Yeah, that was, um, I, it's one of those stupid things by me where when you talk about something with, with a bunch of people, like and then you kind of assume everyone knows and then you say it out loud and you're like oh I forgot like I didn't I never had said that out loud like Dave and I have talked about it Erica Jay PMT guys Yak guy like everyone in my orbit has kind of known this is floating out there and then I said it and I was like whoops I guess I guess that was the first time I said it out loud but um yeah eventually I don't know the exact you know there's no exact date but uh I'm I'm definitely going to move back I you know my kids are going to be my son's going to start kindergarten I don't know in 2 years so it's uh, I don't want to be one of those families that like moves their kids around a bunch. So that 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 will be the plan. And uh, New York will still be like I know that there's been people in the past who have said, oh, you know, I'll be back in New York. I'll probably have an apartment in New York, to be honest, um, because there's just, you know, stuff to be done here, like advisors and and different things that need to be done here. Nice. So I don't think that part will ever like it won't be like I won't ever be in New York again. But uh, it will be hopefully like a, a permanent move where I can kind of lay down some roots. All right. Yeah, that's not – yeah, none of this is news to me. Yeah. Like, I, I've known it. So I didn't know it was a thing, like, but I've known about this for a long time. Yeah, so I went on I went on uh, Waddle and Sylvie, who I go on with weekly Chicago radio because I was back for uh, the dozen. And they asked me, and then I answered, and everyone's like, whoa. And then it like, dawned on me, I was like – yeah, this is something I've talked about with, like, everyone. I mean, Eddie, I've talked about it with you a bunch. And then I realized, like, oh, I've never said it out loud. That probably was a little shocking to some people. But, yeah, I mean, this to me, um, not to, like, negotiate against myself, but I think Dave knows where I stand. Like, I don't ever want another job. So, uh, you know, this is kind of like a move that then can set me up that, like, I can keep being active and working for Barstool for as long as I want because I'm living in the city I want to live in. So that's kind of where it all boils down to and we'll get a bigger office and we'll 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 you know i I think there'll be some people who will come with me and like i said whenever i need to be back in new york like that's chicago new york's probably the easiest flight in america it's like there's 60 flights a day so um all that will will and and dave knows that you know i'll do whatever i need to do for the company so that getting on a plane is not a a big deal for me yeah and i i I thought every i don't even mean like me i i thought I thought people in art and like, I thought Barstool like fans already knew that. Right. I never, yeah, I'd never officially said it. And then I said it and I was like, whoa. And I was like, yeah, 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 I I guess I've been talking about it so long inside these walls that I forgot that I had never said it out loud, but yeah, it will be, it'll be awesome. I mean, I'm excited because I think there's obviously you guys are, you know, crushing it right now, Eddie, but like the more people, I think the better everything becomes and you know, the office will be alive and we'll have a bunch of people and it will, uh, It'll be it'll be pretty pretty sick. I would also see a world where there's like a Boston office if they pass gambling. 
Yeah, like that, that New York could slowly. That that's again, the other part. The, yeah. the, the way the way we talk is not like tomorrow, right? It, but like if new if we continue to be a company that doesn't have uh, legal gambling in New York, which could change, but Massachusetts passes it. Like I know there's a lot of people who would love to live in Boston. I don't think there's an overwhelming like love of New York inside. That- that's that's really what it comes down to like there's you know the fact that you can't gamble in new york you got to drive across the river i can gamble in illinois and also like if you told me you know for the next 10 years i have to live in new york i would seriously contemplate like do i want to you know do that like do i want to find another job like but i don't want to find another job i only want to work for barstool so it's like this is sort of like the setup that then I'm set. You know what I mean? Like I can, I can, I can be working for, I can be working into my forties, whatever, however long I want to work, I'll keep working and I won't have to worry about like, Oh, I got to move my family around or I want to be here. It's like, no, I'm set. I'm good. I'm like, you know, everything else is just set up. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm getting older. Fucking sucks. Do you guys worry at all about a New York office without the two of you in it? I let I mean yeah, yeah, yeah Dave you can you can answer that because I have an answer too. Yeah, but yes, uh, well, I, I mean sort of. It, it, again, it, it it depends what you're looking at. A lot of what we do now is like pods, you know. It, it, it there, I'm not the the more successful franchises at Barstool will not be affected at all. I think by the move. I think even with me moving out, what can get lost is you know, like we got fucking Ethan here, like the the ragtag crews, like because I get involved in that a lot, which is like drag along misfits and whatnot. Although the yak has a lot of that too, but the, it, it's like PMT, foreplay, chicklets, like um, chicks in the office, Brianna. None of that's going to be affected. It's the reality show aspect of it, right? And on, along those lines. I think that Chicago, the Chicago office will will replace a lot of that if need be because I think right. I, I you know Dave and I have a very similar sense of humor. We like the whack packers, we like the weirdos, we like interacting with them. And it, when it, when I do move, there will be an open invite to whoever you know. Obviously, not any everyone can move, but there will be an invite to people to to join and and make it kind of like what HQ two was, where it was like. It, it was, you know, every day there was a ton of people. There's a lot of action. That's what I envisioned the Chicago office being, where it's like, I'm going to be there every day. I love going to work. So it's like, and I love mixing it up and sitting around and, and fucking around and, and thinking of weird shit. So that's kind of, and, and it's similar to what Dave said, like, you know, wanting to live in Miami. It's like, I'm at a point now in my life where it's like, I've made some money. I have a family. I want to live in the city I want to live in. So, um, I'm excited. I, I, I think this is only like if you're a stoolie and you're listening to this right now, I think it's nothing but good things because it's like it just it makes it it, it keeps the longevity of Barstool and what we're doing, at least from my perspective. And if, like if you're a fan of like my little orbit going for infinity, you know what I mean? Like I will I, I could be 55 and it's like if I still am enjoying it, I'll be working at Barstool in the Chicago office fucking around and having fun. You know what I mean? I don't who knows what the future holds, but that will then then be set up. It won't be like. In you know five years from still living in New York, it's like I don't really want to be here anymore. And I mean, I kind of hinted the same thing the other day in terms of like starting to look at getting like a misfit crew that is on my schedule as opposed to New York. So, yeah, and, and it is. It's like you know, 
people sometimes i've been doing this me personally dan's obviously all are i've been doing it for close to 20 years now yeah so at some point it's like all right i i want warm weather and i love warm weather now i don't want ethan waking up in my house but wait, wait like, is he I'm living not, at your house dave no okay no. good because he no. No, I, he I, just came on this trip so far he's oh right yeah you're here. in toronto I mean, yeah. he's, he's literally yeah he's I, in toronto i just so want, far so see he's right here yeah so far he, he's he's there's a couple things he's done that i haven't liked he he's a scaredy cat oh like, no every everywhere he's like that person really looks like they don't like you watch out that guy's mad at you it's like what are you talking about like just chill out ethan so that's been the early thing he's he's not there's some guys like who are positivity guys yeah like no matter what they're like oh it's great we got he's he seems to be like oh that guy didn't like you huh it's like Come on. Shout out Ethan, by the way. Just a little quick side story. I told Dave. Um, Ethan, we know his history. Uh, you know, you know. Not, uh, not the most motivated. Not, guy. Although, not the most motivated. He the, the famous line was before December break one year. He said, uh, I, like, I said, have a good break. And he said, break? There is no break for me. And he had one blog <laughs> for, like, the next yeah. three weeks. But he DM'd me um, after the case race. And was like, if you need me for the next case race, I'm in. It's like, oh, thanks, Ethan. Like, maybe the most fun thing we've ever done. You'd like to participate? That's that's huge of you. <laughs> so I, I will I will give him credit. He, I don't know how he did. he got into Canada without a passport. That's there you go, don't Ethan. Know, don't know how he did that. Took a bus. The bus driver was like, no. So good for him. He's and and I I knew it was coming for the week. And it is hard to find new people you like, especially when I'm not there and they can't slowly be integrated into my world. So it's like, all right, I'm on the road for a, a, a week. Let's see, you know, let's see what he's doing. I don't know if he's given Spider the yips because Spider's been a disaster out here. Oh, no. Oh, I don't no. know. He's like, he's never driven a car before. It's well, crazy. Well, we know that. I know. He's I'm, a bad driver. Minnesota. But, Remember Minnesota? We yeah, drove in a yeah. circle for 30 minutes. We, we, yeah, no. Minnesota. He's been doing a lot of that circle <laughs> driving. <laughs> he picked us it's up. It's tough driving in a place you've never been, though. It's tough driving in a place. No, Spider's a bad driver everywhere. He'll admit it, too. He says it. He's like, I'll, I'll just drive when, when like, Spider worst. picks me up. He, 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 he picked us up at a bar in Minnesota when we were there for the Final Four, and we got in. And we did, we were driving, I'm not joking, like 15, 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden we look up and we're right back at the bar. He just, he basically just did that to get me to the score office. My hotel's three minutes away. Uh, we were circling for 20 minutes. I tweeted out a picture. He tried to pull into an active construction site. <laughs> That's spider like, literally. Baby. Yeah, he, 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 I forget Kentucky. He was going 90 down the wrong way. In a driving rainstorm, he got pulled over by the cops. He, it, it was such bad driving. The cop, he's just like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. He's like, just turn around. You're going the wrong way. You're going to kill somebody. So. <laughs> That's spider. But, yeah, Eddie, everything's good. I mean, I, I think the reaction should be positive. I don't think there was – I don't really, like, read a bunch of the reaction. I know I saw some people tweeting at me, but, like, it's all positive. It's going to be – again, I, I, I'm I'm 100% negotiating against myself right now when I say this. But I, I do not want another job. I do not want to work anywhere else. So this is all going to set up the fact that I can do this for as long as I want and feel comfortable. And also, like, I would love – if you told me what the perfect setup for, like, Barstool is, in my mind, Dave probably has a different setup. But, like, I would love to move back to Chicago, you know, keep working my ass off for another, you know, five, ten years, whatever it may be, and get to a point – where I can just be like, you guys are all stars. I can I can walk away. Like I can do 
I can do like, you know, I can do a show a week or something and you guys can go do this and I can live my life a little bit more and be around for my kids more. And like that would be a dream scenario. So I think that all sets that up where we have like the stability of people are where they want to be. You know, the people who are moving are moving because they know that I can help their career and like we're, you know, all 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 grow from it. And, and people yeah. aren't going to like what I say, but what he just said is the key to any like business. Like that's what Barstool has, I think, underratedly been the best at in the last 20 years. And I don't think there's anyone else company who's done it. And obviously the peanut gallery will say other. But me, I've, I've done something already that I think a lot of people would have said can't really be done, which is I've removed myself from the office and – You'll hear people, content, this, content. There's nothing in numbers, nothing. We haven't right. taken a step back, and I'm not nearly as involved. So the thing Dan just described is how you create a company that lasts. Right. Not like who else in our era, like if Simmons steps away from his thing, is is that like, Grant, they got bought, but is it going? Look at like a Nelk. If like the... If those guys leave Nelk, does Nelk continue at this point? No. Like, we are getting to a point where we're churning out, like, stars in, in the brand will survive. Yeah, and it's also we're getting to a point, like, I, if you had asked me five years ago, I think that, like, my competitive nature was probably a little bit too much where it's like, no, I want to get everything. I want to I beat everyone. Now I'm at a point where and maybe it's just getting older, or like, you know, we've made some money, but I truly do like watching other people, like, grow and succeed. Like, the guys on the Yak, like, it's so much fun watching people be like, oh, shit, Nick and KB and Rowan, like, all these guys, Sass, are so fucking funny. And, like, that, if if I can get to a point where they're all, like, they're funnier than you, I'll be like, great, then I don't have to work anymore. Then I can enjoy my life. Yeah, but I mean, you guys went there and you conquered, right? Like you guys. Oh, was, listen, was a fu- listen. Like, the, the move to New York. There has never been a better move for anyone's career than the move to New York for me personally. I think Dave would probably say the same thing. Like everything that we wanted to accomplish in New York has been accomplished, and then more so, like to the fucking hundredth degree. I I would never like. I just think about you know when I moved to New York and and like being scared and being like. I'm only making this, and like, and now I'm flash forward. It's like, holy fuck! Like, we did everything, and we still got a lot to go. I'm not saying job finish, and and actually, the the mood Chicago is actually almost resetting it, where it's like we got to fucking climb back up and and get everyone back up. But yeah, I mean, there's never been. I would not regret one second of of what we did when we moved to New York. Would you agree? It's funny. Yeah, no, everything, every decision that we've made comes with some little element of risk, but people always ask, they're like, what on the business side, it's like, what decisions do you regret or what do you do differently? Or why are you still doing it this way? It's like, we, we, we're not a unicorn in the sense of like, well, I watched the WeWork thing, which is pretty fascinating, by the way. I don't know if people saw that on Apple Plus. It's pretty fucking fascinating. But like, to, to build what we built from nothing, from like a newspaper, it's a one in quadrillion chance. Now, right time, right place, lucky breaks, all of it. But like everything we've done from my decision, like when I, like I had made it in Boston in terms of making more than I ever had thought I'd make and was comfortably like starting to slow down. It was like, all right, let's try to get more bigger. Everything's worked. There, yeah. There's nothing. Could it have worked a little? Maybe, but like... It, everything has fallen into place and it has to to start 
handing out newspapers to become like a legit like media power, which is what we've become. So, you know, every decision's worked. And even the things that haven't worked, like I know this is very cliche and people will be like, Oh, you're you're full of shit. It's like, but I'm I'm being dead honest. Like the decisions that haven't worked have have actually worked in the long run and helped in the long like the the ESPN Barstool Van Talk thing, like I that experience made like everything crystal clear to me that like our fans are so loyal and strong that we don't need to be on TV. Like I, I, I I've never told this, but like there was, um, I was gonna do like a side TV thing, like maybe I don't know, maybe like two years ago, um, with a Chicago network. People can probably figure out what it is, but they wanted me to do something like weekly, and um, it was I was gonna do it. It was gonna be good for everyone, and they were like, there was one person who was hesitant, and so I was like, all right, if you pay me, uh, two years. Full, full everything you're going to pay me. It was like one, once a week, so it's not like I'm leaving. You know what I mean? It was like a side thing. I was like, you pay me two full years, I'll do it. And they're like, no. I was like, well, then I'm not doing it. Because the, like what we learned with the ESPN thing, if there's one person in the building who has a little bit of iffiness to them, it will always fall apart because people will complain and they won't have our back. And that's like the testament to Jay and Churning Group. Those guys have always had our back. That like you, you learn that very quickly that like – if there's any wavering, if a deal takes a little bit too long, to just be like, no thanks, we're we're good, we have our fan base, we don't need this. Yeah, and we've I, I feel like I've known that for a while, but yeah, it, I it, learned it, that. Yeah, it took me a little it, bit of time to learn that. It it in it in what it comes with the bigger people here, especially. Although it does change, it's weird, it's selective. But if people want you, they want you. If there's hesitation, that it like the the van talk. The the I don't want to say the stain, but the people who don't like Barstool will never like Barstool. It doesn't Correct. matter what you do. And if there is that hesitation, I mean, when people go through the deals, whether it's churning or pen, like it's almost like waterboarding them with all the negative shit. Like that we give them folders of everything that's been said. We like do your homework. And if you have hesitation, we're not for you. Like it because we know through everything. Anything we do, people are going to complain. Right. They're going to complain loudly and forever. And if you don't know that's coming, we're not for you. Yeah. Period. And and the Van Talk thing was the moment where it it was like crystal clear to me because before that I thought like, oh, we can change people's minds. People who hate us, like they'll come around, all that stuff. And then that happened. I was like, nope. Dave is absolutely right. Like we have our, our fan base that will go to the ends of earth for us. Why would we try to, you know, change people's minds and change who we are? And since then, it's been, like, very liberating from that front. And, and it's not just, by the way, as we talked about Van Talk, not to keep – it's not just people who are morally, like, opposed to us. Like, that was – a lot of times people use that as a diversion to the real reasons like the van talk there are people within espn who were jealous mad they didn't have shows yep. and it, it, it wasn't some moral it's like hey we don't want them getting a show we can't just be like we're jealous why are they getting it right and we're not and they use other reasons that aren't the real fucking reasons correct exactly exactly so any idea about timing dan uh, it's loose right now. I would say, I'd say it's, it's basically, um, like I said, my son's going to pro- you know, start school. He's going to be three in June. So, you know, by the time he's five, so you can I mean, go it's off a ways that. off. Yeah, yeah. It's a ways off, you know, anytime in that range, I'll be, let me just say this. I'll be here for, I will 100% be here 
for this fall and this March, you know, upcoming March Madness. Like, I don't, I have a lease right now, so that's not happening. But, you know, it will happen soon ish, relatively speaking. And I'm very, very excited. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. Have you, uh, have you gotten any verbals about people that will come with you? Yeah, there's a lot of people. So that's the other part. We got to figure that out because obviously you don't want to take everything from the New York office. But again, who knows? Because if the New York office, we don't get legalized gambling, then maybe that is the right move. But yeah, there's a lot of people who, who I think are uh, into the idea just because, like I said, it's the stability factor of being like, I, I'm making this move. And if, if you come with me, you know that I'm going to be engaged and working my ass off for, you know, the next five to 10 years. And that will only help you. So let's, uh, you go to Chicago. Uh-oh. I'm I know still this doing, <laughs> I'm still in flux, Miami, I know exactly. Hamptons, whatever. I know so well. <laughs> there's a guy, there's a guy. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who I don't think I don't think he can be a lead man yet. I don't think he can carry it himself. <sighs> and he he likes to say did he's part. Did he's you been s- through a bunch of presidencies? What ha- if he's left on it? Have you what? What's Rico Bosco? Where would he? Has have you talked to him? Uh, yes. Uh, it's mostly just like mumbles and like, you guys fucking sold me a bill of goods and now you fucking both leaving. I knew this was going to happen. You fucked me over, blah, blah, blah. I think Dave, we should just make him the president of the New York office and see as like a social experiment and see like, it's like when <laughs> Dwight takes over for the day, yeah. like it would just yeah. be, it, nothing would you make sense. Get one Bosco <laughs> buck. <laughs> he would just... Oh, we should do that though. That might be the answer. The power the... would go. He did, he would literally do Dwight. Like he would throw me under the bus. Yeah. He'd be like, "You did everything wrong. I'm in control of this office now." But no, it'll be interesting to see what happens. He's the only one that I don't know. Like, can he survive if you're in Chicago and I'm not there? What happens to Bosco? Now, let me just say this: He has an invite, so he has an invite. And uh, I don't know if he would do it, but he does have an invite because I do think Rico around me or Dave is the best Rico. Uh, but I would you not. Know. I wouldn't. I'm. I would not. And I don't mean this disrespectfully. I wouldn't invite him to be part of my orbit. I couldn't take it. So he's he's got an invite in mind. Uh, but so like old old school stoolies. Like I've said this many times. If you told me in 15 years. Uh, I was still doing like two things because like I was trying to you know like maybe not work as much. I think it'd be advisors and pick them if I could pick like a, a, a lightened down schedule where it's like I don't have to grind all the time, be up at like two in the morning on Sunday nights. So Rico, he'll probably make it through fifty presidencies. He just might be on an island uh, trying to you know like bully a bunch of people around here, and then I think he'd probably just bully everyone out in New York. So it'd just be an I office could- where it's just him. I could picture him being like uh, talking to like Wilson, like you know, just like uh, just like losing his mind. He's doing a podcast. Talking. He's talking Ken Palm with Wilson. He's talking a literal literal basketball. It's like he's like, hey, you see that slip set from Kansas? Like, oh, I like we're laughing, but I could see no. that. I mean, the guy has no. He's got no sanity. None. 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 He, That's he, gonna be a very very good clip. 
he like pulled from this just the, him on a deserted island long hair talking to a basketball the basketball just be like you see that blob set that duke ran last night <laughs> and the basketball and then you pan to the basketball and the basketball's not saying anything he's just got a weird smile like painted on his face yeah <laughs> crazy oh, oh man i think he talked to gas right Oh, Gaz, did yeah. he talk to you? Yeah, he came up to my desk when I was in New York last week, and he kind of feels like he's getting fucked. Like, he signed a – he's, like, one-year deal, and then everyone leaves. He has a family. He hasn't got it – well, I, he said he didn't have, like, an invite to Chicago. Miami hasn't called. Ethan's in Toronto. He's just wondering if he's, like, kind of on a lame duck one-year contract. I, and, well, I, I, I do not want him around me. He's one of the more stressful guys I, going. I, like, too many questions – like, Gaz, we ran into this fucking, by the way, not to, like, you must know. And and nice, he's trying hard. The Toronto Viceroy? Yeah, he's like, uh, <laughs> oh, what a bear. This this yeah. guy, he, he, he was, you know that video of Chaps' daughter playing defense? Yeah. This kid was in my shirt for 45 minutes telling me every, how to, everything this is what we could do toronto this is what we could do here why can't i do blogs here this is how barstool athletes i mean it was getting in i think his girlfriend is so it's like at some point i was like i'm gonna have to be really rude to this guy in about a second he he, he was basically had a contract it's like will you sign me right now it's like you just gotta you gotta he give me a second me, to breathe here he asked me how to find you and i knew because he tweets a million times and emails a million times i'm like he bought four tickets. To, he bought tickets to all four games or whatever to try to run into you because I didn't. I didn't know where which he I sort of respect the hustle. But when he told me you had yelled at him for tweeting at me too much, I'm like, that's not good. No, that's yeah, definitely not good. He 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 had me locked down for 45 minutes. Jeez, uh, so I guys, what you just said, I, I I couldn't say it more clearly. Just so that all the riders out there can't say that I'm being a skell. Rico Bosco has an open invite with me to Chicago. Point blank. Point blank. Whether he wants to, and I understand there's all different types of situations. a big ass for some people, but he has, a, he has an invite. So when he cries and he's like, I got squeezed out and no one wants me around, we'll play this back to him and be like, you had the invite. And if he's like, well, I didn't want to move. Well, guess what? We all made sacrifices at some point. If you want to go to the top of the mountain, there's sometimes you got to fucking eat some shit and do some things you don't want to do. There it is. Yeah, I, I, Bosco in small doses is the Bosco I like. He's been a real grump right now. He's an energy vampire is what I've been calling him. Well, what's he, what's he even do? He just comes like in not. and sucks the energy out of the room. That's yeah. all he does. I bet. <laughs> all right, that it, Eddie? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess so. Like, yeah, PMT that'll continue in some yep. form or another. Yep, know? yep. Okay. Everything's gonna. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out one way or the other. Everything, you know, that's obviously content. If you know me and you've followed everything, like I care probably too much about like everything and and what we do for the fans. So yeah, that will be always at the forefront of uh, what you know is transpiring. Cool. No, I thought this was good. Thank you, Dan. Awesome. All right. See you guys. See you this weekend, yeah. Dave. Yeah. Yep. What'd you think, Dave? I mean, that wasn't that was a non-story to me because mm-hmm. I thought I already knew everything he said, and I thought everybody already knew everything he said. He's always, I thought, said he wants to go back to Chicago and he can do whatever he wants. And I knew uh, whoever wants to go with him can. And I it it's a non-story. It won't affect anything. The only thing, eventually, New York may go away at some level if there's he has a, a good amount of people in Chicago, and I 
have a good amount of people around me. So who knows? But people, yes, it's an internet company. Yeah, I don't think that New York will go. I mean, people need to do business. We need sales. Yeah, we need, right? yeah. But like yeah. content, content. Mean, I'm just talking that. content. Right? Yeah, it won't be. And like it's not. By the way, this is not anytime soon. Do either of you guys know, like, what's the lease situation in New York? No, I think it's pretty big. I thought it was like a 10-year lease or something. So, I mean, like I said, it's not going away anytime soon. Yeah, but we just opened another floor, too, and, like, built yeah. it all out. So, I mean, we have a whole business side. We're not just content people. We're talking just content. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, what I think three-fourths of the office is business, right? And, like, behind the scenes. Yeah, pretty much um, at this point, yeah. It is it is crazy dude in a sense where now it's all like the old days, like a bunch of cities, you know. Well it's not uh, like that now. No, but it it will be, so to speak. Like you're you're just like how it was in fifteen and before. Maybe. Um All right then. Uh Dave, let's talk about the game time app. I think you're gonna go to the Celtics uh, second round, maybe. Yeah, I'm gonna try to go Sunday. So I believe if uh, the Bulls lose, which they probably will, on Wednesday, game one versus the Bucks will be Sunday. I'm going to be uh, in the area. So I love going. Like, if I was in Boston, I would be on the floor, season ticket holder, every single game. That's, like, my favorite thing to do. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to have to pick up some tickets. NBA playoffs officially underway. Get it at Game Time App. Game Time App makes it easier than ever. Score last-minute ticket deals. In fact, I'm going to use them. Never mind that because – I have, a, I have a lot of games coming up. I think I'm going to go to Toronto Sixers, which is Thursday here in Toronto. Bruins Maple Leafs Friday. Uh, so I, I'm gaming it up. I was at the Sky Dome for uh, Rogers Center. Yeah, that's what it's called, right? Sky Dome? Mm-hmm. Used to be. Oof, what a concrete brick that place is. Yeah. Didn't even feel like I was in a baseball game where I was sitting. I did not love it. Um but yeah, so tickets, 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 game time app. Um, download the game time app, go to the account tab, create a login, redeem code DPS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Download game time app, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So the uh, forget Sunday, I'll probably buy Leafs Bruins tickets for that. I used it Saturday with Hank. It took like 1.2 seconds to get tickets for the Nets game. It was awesome. How much were those? Uh, for, we were like 18 rows off the floor, like 400 and something each. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Uh, it was all no. Bo- it was all Boston there. It was yeah, like well, Nets fans. Listen, I don't even hate the Nets. I just hate Kyrie and their GM's a moron. Why? Like, you know, who gets a free pass is Harden because Harden's a bum too. He just doesn't say it as much. But there isn't a bigger drop off between regular season and postseason than James Harden, and he doesn't care. He just does not care. Kyrie Simmons, Harden, that that triumphant, all bums trio um all right do we know Triumphant. if this is this woman coming on supposedly twelve fifteen. all right cool that's kind of like a coward move now all right well we'll uh we'll get to her in 10 minutes let's let's pick up where the le- the list left off i feel like we left off in like such a bad place because the next person on the list is smitty yeah he's a pussy <laughs> he is i mean come on he is <laughs> come on uh huh? he he called me a jew that one time which he says wasn't him and I know just calling someone a Jew isn't like that's not a put down right when you just dm somebody at three in the morning jew 
it's meant as a put down. Um, he did do that. Uh, he says he didn't, but wouldn't give up the name. He did it. And then that whole shower incident, just such a pussy. Hate him. But, I mean, lack there's humor towards it, right? The, lack of effort over the course of two decades. You don't actually Blaming everybody him, else. He's on the list, isn't he? Yeah, but I feel like there's some some humor on this one. It's humorous. I could hate a guy on the list. Yeah, that works for me. All right. Uh, Soup man. He was the guy behind who, who he was the mastermind orc just trying to orchestrate the whole color daddy like fiasco when they were trying to not only leave us, but they're going to really say some incendiary. Is that how you say it? Incendiary, something like that. Something like that. They're going to say pretty nasty things about us, which would have been um, used in articles moving forward. None of it true, but that's how the media works. Uh, so I believe he was the mastermind behind it. Sophia with an F. Soupman's uh, girlfriend. So maybe the most misread person on my end. I actually thought Sophia with an F liked me. Call me. I don't mean like, hey, I want to fuck you, Dave. I thought she like liked me as a person. I was totally caught off guard when all this shit went down. Like if you said who's the mastermind, Cooper or Sophia, I'd be like, oh, I can see Cooper not liking me. Um, but it, it, Sophia, really, I don't know. I don't know if Superman poisoned her. I just never saw that coming. I thought I thought Sophia was. I was. I felt better friends with Sophia and closer to Sophia than Cooper. For whatever. That, that's how I felt. Yeah, I was like, just. She didn't show any of the as much after the fact that she was like, I hate working here. They're scumbags. Whatever she was saying, she never expressed any of that to me, publicly or privately. Did you see that, like, Giuliani photo shoot she had or whatever? A little bit. Like, she was dancing in front of him or something? Yeah, I was, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Drew McGarry. He's just such a fucking fraud. He's a piece of shit. He's, he, he, he used to be, was he originally at Kissing Susie Colbert? I think he was. I think you're right. So he was a writer. He's been around forever. Um, made all the jokes times 10 that we did. Then decided uh, Trump was going to break his brain. He basically said, erased his entire history, said it doesn't count, and then takes shots at us whenever he can. Uh, just a total fraud, total piece of shit. 99.9 of all politicians. All the, I don't hate... I, I hate frauds. I hate people who don't tell the truth, uh, say one thing, do another. 99% of all politicians do that. FTX. They came off the hate list. Oh, really? Yeah, they're off of it. There was an updated one. They're off of it. Oh, okay. FTX. Is, what, what, what's the story behind that? I thought they bailed. I thought they were the only client who bailed on... Um, all the when the uh business side stuff happened and like we're on a call i'm like none of it's true like if advertisers is going to bail when somebody prints something without like due process because they were on the phone being like we believe you like we know we know it's not true we don't think it's right but we got to bail i'm like well i'm just gonna say you bailed like 
you know, I, we, we're, that that's fair. It, you can do, it's your business. You gotta do what's right. But I think the people you're trying to reach would not like to know that you bailed and it's only fair. Like you can cancel if we don't do our jobs, we ruin the contract, but I, they, they didn't bail. I thought they did. They didn't. Okay. So they're off. Yep. Uh, cat, cat, ten, 10 barge. She was part of business insider and she was a reporter in that article. I asked her to come on the podcast, defend the claims, talk about it. She did write back. She's like, Oh, I'm no longer with business insider. I wish she had NBC. So I was like, I, I, I have no part of it anymore. Never like, I'm like, yeah, but you still were a part of it and said all this shit. It's like, Nope, Nope. Doesn't count anymore. I'm at NBC. Fucking fraud piece of shit. Brooks Kepka. We had the match set up, right? For mm-hmm. 250 grand. Lefty versus lefty. He got injured. Fair, whatever. Ha- shit happens. The week before, the weekend before he was supposed to play. Fine. DM is like, I'm so sorry. We'll reschedule it. Like, sucks. Fine. Good, good, good. No problem. A lot of work on our end, Eddie, to get this thing set up, to broadcast it, the tech side, hours and hours and hours, man hours, setting this thing up all on our end. Next thing you know, I don't hear from him. And he's like, hey, I'm doing a match with, uh, with Bryson DeChambeau, with the match. Never fucking, I don't, listen, you do you. To not give me a heads up, he was doing that first and just, like after all the work we put into our thing, scumbag piece of shit. Has he reached out at all after nope. that? Nope. He's a scumbag piece of shit. Wow. That's surprising because I know. When scumbag piece happened. of shit. Just that's not. If I wasted somebody's time and energy, not just mine, it wasn't actually mine. It was our company's. Granted, I was practicing and injuring my shoulder. But if I wasted that much time, it wasn't his fault that he got hurt. But the courtesy would be like, hey, I got this opportunity. We're going to do this first. Then we'll do you. What a piece of shit. And not even, yeah, I should have told you. Nothing. Piece of shit. And magazine. That's Nantucket Magazine. They put me on the cover. uh, And then they got some backlash from some fucking scumbag losers in Nantucket who complained to N magazine and magazine felt the need to like publicly apologize for putting me on the cover. And then they apology. Then they apologized for the apology. <laughs> like once I went in too late scumbags gaslight bar and grill on Nantucket. They're the ones who caused the controversy. And by the way, I have close friends who work at this place who I'm friendly with And the inside word is they all despise the woman who created this controversy who is like there, but too late. You, she represents them. Scumbags dead to me. And that is like, one of my good friends. Who's like, what was, I think the GM, one of my good friends, you're a scumbag too, for letting it go down, step in and be like, no, no, no. I know the guy for a decade. Scumbags dead to me. The girl, she's just like a worker. I think she was like somehow involved in the ownership or something. Oh. I'm not quite sure. Okay. Um, the Daily Beast. Long history. They recycle deadspin reporters, scumbags. Kanye. I don't like what he did to Taylor Swift. All right. They, him and fucking um, Kardashian, Kim, they edited that phone call of hers when she said she agreed to be the lyric in the song, which she did not. And then they're like, yeah, she agreed. They edited up the phone call. 
And I called him out, and then the full phone call came out later, and Kanye gets a free pass on everything. Yeah, I know he's crazy, and he's an eccentric genius. If somebody edited my phone call and leaked it to the media the way they did, he was fucking crazy. Crazy. Fuck him. Why does he get a free pass on it? That's crazy what he did to her. Dave the Swifty, all right. Um, the Empire State Building. Oh, they stole the songbird of our generation. <laughs> Kevin Blackstone. He was on ESPN, and we were in the <laughs> we were in the news for something, so he had to reference us. And he's like, "Excuse me, I want to puke for even having to mention Barstool." <laughs> Fuck him, piece of shit. Uh, Chitty Bang. Everyone knows what happened with Chitty Bang. Chitty Bang, Chitty Bang was in Providence. We had a no, they were in New York. We had a show in Providence at Lupo's. They didn't make it from New York to Providence. They had the full day. I was on the phone all day trying to get them different planes. First of all, it takes longer to drive to the airport and get on a plane than it does to just get in your fucking car and go to Providence. They excuse, excuse, excuse. They show up, I think, late or something. They, they demand full payment halfway through. It's like, no fucking way. So I didn't pay them. They actually, I believe, through the first, went public. If I recall, they're like, sorry to our fans. Promoter fucked us over. Uh, this ain't no Tom, Dick, Harry promoter you're dealing with. I have a little mouthpiece, and I went off. You want... And then he reached out, Chitty Bang, like, He's like 60 now. He's like my age. But uh, he reached out. He's like, this story's not true. As I recall, we're flying overseas. No, 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 no. I got all the emails. It's all documented. (laughs) How do you Uh, not make it from New York to Providence? We've uh, we've reached out to Chitty Bang. Uh, hopefully, we'll have him on next week or something. Obviously, just a load of weeks. So he's delusional in how that went down. I documented Uh, it in real time. Um, but we have to take another pause from the list because I believe the author of the uh, article is here. It's not the author. No, it's not the author. Okay. It's the editor. The editor. Okay. Yes. Let her in. Hello. Can you guys yes. hear me? Yes. Yeah. Hi. How Welcome. are you doing? Good. Thank how you. are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Lauren O'Neill, right? That's me. So we went back and forth. First of all, so I for the background, I, we talked about a little bit. I'm in Toronto for the week uh, promoting the score and eating pizza because I eat pizza everywhere (laughs) I go. So I have a laundry list of places that have reached out. I've asked for recommendations and I start eating the pizza. So I'm on my way. I do my two pizza reviews. And then I start getting forwarded an article from um, Blog TO. And it's basically like controversial figure Dave Portnoy coming to, to Toronto to eat pizza. Fine. I can live with that. But what seemingly had happened is blog to had started calling local pizza places and being like what you, you pizza place that had reached out like the ones i weren't even aware of that were mentioned but had reached out somehow being like hey dave come eat pizza here and then somebody called and was like are you aware of these guy this guy's like controversies allegations do you still want him to come eat pizza Two of which were like, well, we didn't know that. We no longer 
extend our invite, one of which since has been like, that's not what we said. That's been taking it out of context. Um, they did the, an Instagram post being like, we love you, Dave. This is, we've been wildly misrepresented. So I went on a blog war back and forth. And to your credit, because most of the times these things happen, nobody's willing to go on and talk about it. So you were the editor who assigned the story. Yeah, so I'm the senior news editor of BlogTO, and what we do is essentially cover the city, everything that's going on in the city, and a huge focus of ours is the food scene. So, I, I mean, we saw that you were in town seeing different restaurants reach out, and it's like, wow, Dave Portnoy is here for the Red Sox game, and he's a huge pizza influencer, you know, and an influential media figure. We should write something about this. So um, I assigned the story to one of our writers who actually specializes in food, writing and um, restaurant reviews and stuff like that. And I think they were just trying to do their due diligence and reaching out to restaurants and being like, hey, we want comment. Are you aware of this? Um, I think in the course of her research, she kind of saw that there were some pretty serious allegations, not proven in court or anything. But so she wanted to um, raise that to them and just kind of get their take on it. And, you know, to be fair, some of the restaurants were like, we don't care. We like his pizza reviews. Like, one of them even said, he's like, we'll leave that for court to decide. So we had no intention of just like doing a hit piece on you. It was more of like a, wow, big time pizza guy is in Toronto. Restaurants are thirsty for this American celebrity to try their pie. Um, and I think when it came out, uh, the way that your audience, <laughs> your very, very loyal audience members took it to be a little like we were doing just a slam piece and, and they've since kind of come at us which is fine we're used to it like this stuff happens but i just wanted to set the record straight and be like she was just doing her job um in writing that story it wasn't like a personal vendetta or anything like that i mean it was literally just doing research and reporting on what she found but i guess my question is if you're a like First of all, people can say anything about anybody right so there are serious allegations i feel like i've done a very good job of proving them not to be true. And I'm actually suing business insider because they're just not, they're patently false. But from a reporter angle, if you pick up the phone and somebody's like, so I saw you reach out to Dave Portnoy. Do you know this, 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 this about him all serious. Like you're kind of putting in my mind, that local pizzeria in a box. Like what are they, what are they supposed? I assume they're totally caught off guard like, what are they supposed to say? And for the most part, my pizza views can change the trajectory if I like it. And so, most of the time, even if I don't like it, it helps, but can literally change the course for a small business. What is the advantage of, like, if someone called me out of the blue and, and, and like, hey, do you know the devil's coming to your pizza restaurant? You really want them? Like, what did you, that's why I do think it's a hippies. What what kind of angle were you expecting or what's the answer that you're hoping to get from these people? So I'm not really sure what answer uh, the reporter was expecting. I just know that she was kind of doing her journalistic due diligence and just raising it and be like, listen, you're publicly supporting this person who has these unproven allegations. And we did mention in the story that you've defended them. You deny them um, that, you know, it's a controversial kind of polarizing figure. Are you aware of that? Um, I do recognize that your pizza reviews have the ability to make and bake businesses. And uh, we have like so many businesses in Toronto that have been shutting down because of the pandemic. We're very happy like for any business to get exposure. And that's a lot of what we do. So I don't think the idea was ever to villainize or kind of put. So, so was, I, I don't know what the reporter said, which I, I, by the way, I noticed 
Her name, and I won't mention it, you guys asked me not to, but it was on the article, then taken off, which I don't think is fair. But if, did when, when it was called, I can't ask her, hey, this is the guy, are you excited that the guy who raised $40 million for local business is coming to your restaurant? Was that said? I can tell you what was said um, in some cases because it happened on Instagram. Uh, we talked to a lot of our restaurants there. So it was basically like just reaching out. As I saw you commented on Dave Portnoy's post offering a pizza, I'm writing a post about the visit. would like to get comment from you on whether you're a fan of his, if you know about the allegations against him and if they affect your desire for him to visit your restaurant and try your food. That was it. And and so Ambassador Pizza had actually said that they to us, they had said what they said happened on Instagram is not what happened. Like they had responded to us. There might've been a miscommunication, but they essentially were just like, oh, we're really busy with the lunch rush. We'll give you a statement later. We'll give you a statement. And they're like, oh, we have pulled our post. That's it. Um, I, I don't know. Like it, this was the restaurant's decision to make. I think that a lot of restaurants were just like, we don't care. Um, but but uh, even what you said, like, there's a ton of negative press about me, but there's a ton of positive press about me. By what you just read, the only thing you really said to them was negative. I understand how it would look like that. I mean, the intention with uh, assigning the story, and, and I'm sure writing the story was more to just be like, I, I think you were portrayed as, it was written neutrally, but you're portrayed as like a pizza celebrity. There's a big time pizza critic coming to town and this is how Toronto restaurants are reacting. And so I think that the author felt it was kind of just due diligence to mention that like, you are a controversial figure. Uh, Barstool is controversial. Um, you know, while it's very, very successful, there are people who hate on your media outlet. And, and I mean, the reason we had to take the writer's name off of it was because you also have very, very many fans and, and they were kind of going after her. So which I think is fair. Said. Like, I, I, I do think that like she, she, puts her name on something again when you say it's two sides it's like the headlines toronto restaurants offering controversial barstool sports press dave portnoy pizza it mentions all the controversies um there is no like to me what i again i think i've done a very good job brewing faults i think a, the the most signature thing i've done in a food beverage restaurant industry is like the barstool fund which again it was 40 million dollars is a lot of money i would argue there's i'm sure there's people who's done as much or similar what i did in that industry was as big as anybody that i'm aware of that has done over the course of covid there's no mention of that to the restaurants to call up and and instead focus on the negative stuff, which again, I deny without me being able to do it, it puts these places in a box. I don't know how anyone rationally looking at that article can be like, well, no, we weren't trying to do that to the restaurants and we weren't, there was no agenda to try to make you look bad. Like you, right. there's plenty of people who can write articles that pizza critic Dave Portnoy is coming and talk about everything I've done in that without turning it into a negative light, which I clearly think is what this article did. I think um, it's important to realize, like, uh, you make a fair point. I, I get what you're saying, totally. Um, the industry that we work in is very hate clicks sell, rage clicks sell. You know, people want to read stuff about controversy. So if we put controversial, you know, American pizza guy is in the headline, that is going to get a lot more attention than, like, you know, really nice dude who does all of this great stuff is coming to Toronto. Like, you know how it is. And and I I don't think we ever meant to throw you under the bus on that but i i don't think that we also realized that you would even see it like you're we're on toronto blog you're like the president el presidente so i i think sometimes when we write about 
influential and um, famous figures, we can maybe, and not us, like a lot of outlets can kind of sometimes just glaze over um, the good aspects in the interest of making a story spicy and shareable. Eddie, I hate that. I like that answer. <laughs> I mean, I think I deal with that a lot and it was, what she said is true. And I feel like that explained whatever that that's a good answer. I fucking hate that. She gave that answer because that is true. And I know that to be true, but I have also found very few people who look me in the face and say what you just said about that. Um, but I do see everything because our fans are nuts. And by the way, you're seeing the life cycle of what gets me in trouble because her taking like the name off because I don't basically brush things off. It's like, okay, you're coming at me. Let's go to war. Like if that's what, how we want to do this, that's how we'll do it. Um, and very few people are willing to have this discussion, but yeah. Uh, I don't know what to say, Eddie. That's a fairly decent answer. Like oh, respect. Thank clicks. you for acknowledging yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Um, I want to ask you a question now. Is that okay? Sure. All of the pizza places that you've tried in Toronto so far, which one is the best? I've only done two. So I, oh. uh, yeah. And I posted the one, it was North Brooklyn, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, and I did maker, which comes out today, which I did not, not my style did not like a lot. That was probably the number one recommended, uh, but I have about 15 others on the list. So after we do today, I'm going to run around, do I'm here five days. So there's about 15 of them that we're going to hit. Amazing. And are you going to hit pizza pizza? <laughs> People have recommended that. I know it's like drunk pizza, so I don't know. Maybe it's not on the list, but I'm very aware of it. All right, cool. Just I had to ask while I had the chance. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Oh, thank it you for having of, me. Yeah, it kind of ended it. this de debate, so it sucks. But, oh, sorry, right. man. <laughs> Take thank care. You. Bye. Bye. If everybody just said what she said, which is rage click sells and we need clicks. I, I would have an empty gun. <laughs> I've never seen you no so. Uh, well, she never seen you so distraught. <laughs> she she said she said the truth. Like we are trying to get hate clicks. That's the truth. <laughs> you got to tip it's your tough. cap. I guess. You know how I always say. It, it like people won't debate me because Laura Black and that scumbag Henry Blodgett, they went too far with it, but they won't get on here and be like, we're just trying to get clicks off you, buddy. Like if they say that, what do I say? It's like, you're a scumbag for going there. You're a scumbag, but like, because I win because they're so far down the rabbit hole of refusing to acknowledge that. But that is, I wrote a quote to um who they asked me for a quote on this thing today fox about and literally here's what i wrote them it's a shame that blog to's clear desperation for clicks and relevancy came at the expense of local Toronto small businesses if they paid as much attention to what they're doing on a daily basis as opposed to what I'm doing maybe they won't need my publicity to make their page view quota that's essentially in so many words what she said she's like we're just out here fighting for clicks you're coming we're gonna use it how we can fine 
Because what I was going to say is she kind of had me with an open mind being like, all right, if it really is a journalistic thing and she had like a bunch of questions and that was one of the questions, okay. But when she read it and it was basically the only question besides do you like him, I was like, okay, you're clearly out for something. But that sells more than, hey, his favorite pizza review in Buffalo across the uh, across the lake. She, she That's better than that. Point blank said hate clicks, get more clicks. Something we all know, but you don't hear people openly say it to your face after they've used you. I mean, I, I mean, what was your reaction? What, what am I to say to that? It's like, oh, well, all right. I mean, I no, I okay. think it's what you always looked for. It's what you've always wanted that she just gave it to you. I don't know. I feel like she, she was honest. I feel like you like her now. I don't know that I like her. She's still fucking like drag my name but it doesn't matter people see through it but she just gave the most honest answer you could ever have so all right is what is on to the next all right i'm done with my beef with blog to because and by the way how simple is it to do like now not everyone does it clearly the author didn't want this heat some people like the heat because it keeps going with the clicks they were like all right enough we got our clicks we're on to the next if you ever do blogger school again, will you hire her out maybe as a guest speaker, sit her down with Greeny Riggs and see where we go? Yeah, right. Greeny. I've been trying to teach Greeny that lesson forever. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. She, um, all right. Couple, I mean, couple, I, she disarmed me. It's like, <laughs> okay. Um, well, credit to her. Uh, a couple more names on the list here. Uh, Jesse K. Blog T.O., by the way, may be coming off that list. I had him on. Now they're not going to make the next round because she took him off. Jesse K. was the manager for Chitty Bang, uh, Mike Posner. Uh, probably the most heated phone call I've ever had. Paul heard it. I, I had a five-minute phone call with Jesse K. Every word was fuck. Wow. Every. I was screaming at them. It was, again, I think it was about getting Wale on a plane. And it's like they kept canceling the planes and kept wanting me to pay the change fee. And it's like, we're getting murdered. I was running out of money. And they just kept changing. Uh, and then he reached out years after the fact to do something. And, it's like, do you, and I, I wrote back. I'm like, do you think I forgot who you are? Worse than the uh, Dylan Sadeyes phone call? It was much longer. It was of that vein for like 10 minutes straight. Wow. Jesse K. I was walking, I was pacing in a hotel parking lot. Yeah, you're, you're, to get you're in the parking lot. I've never seen you scream at someone like that. It was just five minutes of fucking. That was it. Fuck you. Fuck, fuck this, you. Fuck you. you. You fucking fuck. I'm going to fucking fuck you. It was that for like 10 minutes. Wow. I lost it. That's when I decided I would never work in this business with agents it was the it was like a 300 it was like they asked for so much eddie and then the final thing i think it was like a 300 dollars flight chain and you were just like fuck that i'm not paying another second for a uh, cent for this just well i you. remember the uh, well after you guys were going back and forth the blog went back on the top five so i read the blog i reread the blog from whatever it was and uh yeah his asks were just like dude just fucking hop on the flight make it work they were just everything do i don't know how people deal with agents the the rider is the most 
we're paying you half a million dollars or whatever. And it's like, if you don't have like six fruit punch Gatorades set up perfectly in the green room, they ain't showing. It's like, what are we talking about? I remember we used to do those shows. People, once we got big, they'd be like, what's your rider? What's your ride? It's like, what? We don't have a rider. Like, what are you talking about? You paid us to be the show. We'll be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron and Sana. He's that bald fuck from CNBC. Fuck okay. him. He, he was always in my asshole during Davy Day Trader. Okay. Uh, Steve Cohen, but note, I'm afraid of him. We don't talk about Cohen. Okay. Uh, Robin Hood? Yeah, Robin Hood. They're fuckers. They fucked everybody with the GameStop. Lost 70 grand on it when they halted trading. They were, they were frauds. They were uh, wolves in sheep clothing. Will Leach? The old dead, uh, editor of Deadspin. He went on. He, he, he at one point said he like can't sleep at night because he spawned like Barstool, like or sites like Barstool. Absolute piece of shit. Uh, Glenn Ordway. Uh, he said I should be in jail during Howard's or gate and allowed callers to basically call up and say they want to kill me with a baseball bat then i confronted him at a milton's clothing event years later an event by the way that out of spite it was a silent auction i bought every single item because i knew i was making more money than all these clowns combined so i just started buying every item at the auction that i didn't even want um never really apologized never admitted what he did i asked wei to send me the tapes he's like we only talked about it for like five minutes no you didn't you talked for two days piece of shit um, last one, Darren Ravel. He's just really an icky guy. <laughs> All right. Simple enough. Um, okay. There, there, there's a lot to go, but I mean, we, we already have a full show so we can keep it for next week. If it's relevant, we could do whatever you want here, Dave. Yeah, um, sure. Maybe the is only thing I got pressing. Yeah. I, I mean, I would say pressing is, uh, Danny boy Kane. His comments about not needing Barstool was... I've talked to him. No, I, I think he was misquoted. He, 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 he's... I, I think some of the commenters are getting to him, and that's what he meant. He's very much on the same page uh, with me and Dan, and we're friends, and I talk to him a decent amount privately, and I keep my communications with him private, but nobody likes Danny Boy Kane more than I do. I feel like I'm at a news desk here. I kind of like it. Like... <laughs> Uh, okay, so he's cleared up. You guys are good. I, I can't believe she did that. She beat me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you're going to come on that, and you're willing to tell the truth, that's, that's if you tell the truth, you can beat me. If you're going to lie and manipulate shit, you can't. That's why I always say I win my arguments because I always have the truth on my side. She came in, she's like, I'll just tell the truth. And she beat me. It's a historic moment, really. Did you know she won when when she answered that way? Your reaction was worth a thousand words. For the people that are watching on YouTube, please subscribe. Uh, Your reaction was just like. I don't even know what I reacted. I probably slumped my shoulders. It's like, okay. I have no no rebuttal for that. We we want hate clicks. (laughs) Um, How was St. Bart? Do you feel... 
You it, feel uh, refreshed? It was, fun. it was beautiful. No, not definitely not refreshed. No, not refreshed. But it was why too beautiful. much boozing. It just it's all it was a lot. We had a big crew. Um, but yeah, it was, it was it's beautiful island. It really is. Fuck. Were you air. happy with the? Uh, what you say? Fuck Winair. This is a public service right. to anybody who's ever going to St. Martin or St. Bart's. Winair is one of those commuter jet airlines. They do not give a fuck. They are the most uh, dirty, rotten scoundrels in the business. They literally steal money from customers with no remorse. How was that? Uh, what do you think? The St. Bart's commuter. Everybody there is like, well, why would you? Winair, everyone knows they steal your money. St. Bart's commuter, reputable. That's who we should have used. Okay. Um, what'd you think of the full send pod? A lot of good reactions. Yeah, people seem to like it. I mean, I was on it, so I think we talked about it before a little bit, but uh yeah. Um I need nothing nothing gonna come after with that. There was no uh more discussion. You guys kinda left. Yep. Um, yeah, then really, I mean, how about the, I guess the Brandon Walker's golf swing, you were kind of up in, I, I was, I was amazed. That was a great looking swing to me. And it looked like he was killing the ball and it was very funny video the way it was just saying, what, what was he in smacked smack? What is smacked? What was he saying when he hit it? I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was fake. I'll be honest. What was the word he was saying? Smacked, smacked. Yeah, it was impressive. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, all right, then. We could we could cut it there. All right. All right. That's it, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. We will see you then.